0: Welcome back to the daily fitness podcast. Today I had a brilliant chat with Ginny Piercy who is an online coach. Ginny bravely chats about her whole eating disorder from start to finish to bring awareness around the topic. Ginny chats about the first sign signals that something may have been occurring to the middle part where she started seeing challenges and, and, and struggles throughout her whole recovery to the very end where she's met an unbelievable recovery. This conversation is to bring a little bit of awareness around the topic and I just want to make it clear that this is based on a personal experience and just to give a little warning that there may be some things within this conversation that might be a little bit triggering. I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do, a share to your stories will be much appreciated. Jenny Piercy, how are we getting on? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Evan, for having me.
0: No worries at all, no worries at all. So Jenny, for anyone that doesn't know you, uh obviously you've you've a story to tell about yourself and how you got into the fitness industry and all of that jenny you're an online coach but for anyone that doesn't actually know you just just give everyone a little bit of context i suppose of like who you are basically <laughs>
1: yeah so my name is jenny um and a lot most people call me Jen, to be honest. My I was christened Jennifer, but no one no one is allowed to call me Jennifer. Um but yeah, so I am 21 years old. I am from Tipperary. Um I'm in college in Galway, um N U I G doing speech and language therapy. So I'm in my final year of that. So that's a bit of a, a handful at the moment, but it's fine. Um, And I'm on placement in Dublin at the moment. So I'm living in Dublin, go to college in Galway, and I'm from Tipperary. Um, I became, I qualified as a personal trainer, God, only last Christmas, which is a bit crazy, right. to be honest. So, I only, yeah. so like I've only been, so I've done mainly online coaching since then. I've done a small bit of in-person PT, but like, that's definitely something I'd like to do more of, but, um, haven't done a lot of that. So doing the online coaching at the moment, um, I've worked with a lot of people already, which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, so online coach. And then I suppose, I think today the main thing we were, we were kind of looking at talking about was my past. And um, so when I was 14, I was diagnosed with anorexia. Um and it's been a very long journey since then. Um I would like to say I'm, you know, very much a completely different person. I never like to say I'm a hundred percent fully recovered because I think you're always kind of working on yourself. Um, and there's like I have bad days sometimes but I'm if I had to put a number on it I would say 95% yeah um but yeah so that was kind of that's kind of
0: me in a nutshell yeah no yeah like I suppose Jenny like I was just chatting to you before and I was just saying that I had listened to a podcast you're on before yeah and I obviously I could relate to an awful lot of things that that you were saying but like I was never ever like I suppose it was from maybe the sport I was in and that I'm not getting into myself, but I could relate to an awful lot of things that you said. So I just thought it'd be actually a really good conversation. Yeah. So like one of the, one of the things that stood out to me is how early you started noticing things, uh, let's say a little bit of being more conscious of yourself and that. So yeah. just for anyone listening, like, I suppose, when was the first memory that you, when was the first memory that you have that you were like, something was a little bit off
1: um okay so I would say I have never like from as long as I can remember I've been aware of my body like I've yeah. been very just hyper aware of it like looking at myself feeling fat like mm-hmm. at literally I would say six six I remember feeling quite fat and bigger than my friends and I was tall so like I kind of felt in my head I was bigger um and I like I said this in in I've said this before but like wearing clothes age seven to eight even though I was six and I would think God, like I'm way too big for my age or you know that kind of thing and I wasn't I really really wasn't um but like from yeah, from an age of six, I'd say or seven, I was aware of my body um and it didn't affect my eating habits or anything at that stage like I was just kind of aware of it. um I would say when it started to like have an impact on what I was eating or like, my behaviours. I was probably 10, I would say. um, So around, yeah, it was around 10. I actually went through kind of, I don't want to say binges, but I turned to food as a real comfort. Gotcha. I started to like, I just loved sweets. I suppose yes. lots of kids do, but um, I did gain a bit of weight at that time, um, just because I was definitely... Looking back, like, at the time, I didn't have a clue, like, that it was kind of comfort eating, but it definitely was. And I was so young, like, it's mad to think a 10-year-old could be comfort eating. but
0: that, That's the frightening part, actually, Jenny, yeah. like, isn't it? That it's, like, what we all say is that everything that, everything that um, happens to us later on is a lot to do with things that are linked in childhood. Like, and yeah. it, it only takes, might only take some simple comments that might trigger a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just I could. That was just a no, story, no, no. You're quit.
1: you're dead right. I think um, yeah, it's it's scary how young I was um, and I suppose because I gained a little bit of weight, then that made it worse. And I was like, okay, I really am getting kind of heavy. Now, when I say that, I was not heavy. Like I just had gained some weight, and I was bigger than I was um, and then going into like so, this was like going into fifth or sixth class. I was, I felt awful, like I felt absolutely awful about myself um, and then going forward to like the, probably the end of sixth class, naturally I kind of, I became, I was very sociable when I was like 12 so I was yeah. always out on the estate in my, in my, like out in the green running around like whatever so naturally I just lost a bit of weight um, yeah. and people started to notice. Um, and they were like, oh, my God, like, I remember there was this little girl on my estate, like, she was probably only six at the time. And she was like, said something like, oh, my God, you actually look kind of skinny. Or like, you know, those like little comments or like, I, I was often just, there was often just comments thrown even before that, that, oh, Jenny's fat or like, you're bigger than other people. or okay. So that was kind of the narrative I had of myself. Did you uh... like
0: then Jenny Wright when... A person would have said to you, "You're skinny." Would you like when a person notices noticed that maybe you had lost a little bit of weight? Was that something that you were liking to hear, or what? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah,
1: delighted, like absolutely yeah. delighted. Um, so that, like, I was still there was no, I wouldn't say there was any disordered thinking. Then it was more so, I'd lost some weight, and I loved like that someone yeah. had noticed. Um and then when i got into first year obviously naturally you become even more hyper aware of your body you're going out discos like lads you start to chat Isn't to lads way? and things like that um so that kind of made me even more conscious of myself um i became very very self conscious then and um like really just very very I just thought very little of myself at the time, um, and it was then that I decided, okay, I'm gonna go, to, I'm gonna start in the gym, um, and of course most people start in the gym and they just run on the treadmill or yeah. you know like do the cardio or whatever. But that was basically what what started. I started going to the gym and just doing like hours of cardio and didn't have any concept of nutrition at the time. So, well, kind of just saw food as healthy or unhealthy and decided not to eat anything unhealthy so it was literally just I was just eating everything like I was eating a good amount of food but it was just you know quote-unquote clean clean Um, yeah
0: yeah which is damaging in a way as well to be quite yeah. like and that's why I used to always think as well and I think it's an awful lot of people that just literally see food as clean unclean or healthy as unhealthy and I don't think it's a a good way to look at food you know
1: yeah I thought at the time that you could eat as much clean food as you want and lose weight. But like, obviously we know now that's not the case. So like I didn't lose any any more weight for, for a while. And it was only the, like, I, I don't know why I never decided to learn about how to lose weight. I just had that narrative in my head that you just have to eat healthy and exercise. Yeah. Um, But eventually what actually triggered me to realize that eating less in general would cause you to lose weight was I remember we went swimming um, I used to go swimming all the time sorry I'm kind of jumping back and forth oh no, absolutely um, just uh, yeah not about, so not about. when I was in first year I sorry this is going back again now when I was in first year I had <laughs> I got an injury in my hip and it was because I was running too much on the treadmill probably not wearing the right shoes and just like probably just not eating properly and and stuff but it was then when i really panicked because i i was on crutches and it was like oh my god what am i going to do like i can't exercise um so that was the first time that i decided i was just going to eat less of even the healthy food to yeah. know yeah. so um that was the beginning of the kind of that was kind of the pivot point of the real eating disorder coming in. So I just started s- skipping stuff. um, And as a result, I saw myself lose weight, like really noticeably. um, And every disco, like we go to, there'd be like a disco every month. And every disco, I was just thinner and thinner and thinner. And yeah. the, the first few discos, it was fine. Like everyone else was like, Jesus, Jenny's, you know, really getting into good shape, whatever. But it was like, then it just was like, okay, this is still, she's still shrinking in every, you know, it was, it's actually not funny to look back on, but like, it's so clear. Yeah. Every single disco, I was just way thinner. um, And then it just got to a stage that I was like, I remember there was one, one disco we were getting ready for. And um, one of my friends was like jesus like like i I was we were just getting she was doing my tan or something Mm. and like i was just so unwell like i was just so underweight and i could not see it like i literally was the most like in my head i was just
0: huge yeah yeah I, i didn't know exactly what you mean
1: yeah and it was like it was at that stage that like It was when people started to get really worried about me that I was like, okay, this is not normal for them to be this worried. At this stage, I had literally, I was just a shell of a human. Like I was not, I was literally just existing. Um, And a couple of weeks on from that, then it just hit absolute rock bottom. So this was like, I think it was, it was. December 2015 um so I was just I was 14 at the time um and that was when I hit like complete rock bottom and um I had to go into hospital so that was like that was kind of quite a shock like it really made it real um and that's when I got the diagnosis it was in there I got the diagnosis and that was kind of the beginning of like my recovery i suppose now to be honest i did not start recovery then i was still very much in my eating disorder mind Mm
0: um the first steps.
1: yeah so that was like i refused treatment for eight months and i went back into hospital then in the august but you're
0: saying you you, so just you know they're right when you started saying that a lot of your friends were noticing differences and that and and we're getting a little bit concerned so you're saying then was there an 8 month gap from then until you kind of uh took the first step or where are you yeah. There now? yeah yeah okay okay so okay. I kind
1: of was dipping in and out when I went into hospital um the first time I was quite shocked at like what they had to tell me and like obviously like physically I was in a complete like awful state so yeah, like yeah. stuff they had said to me like was really worrying you know like my heart, like my, a lot of my organs were like, you know, giving up on me and it was quite shocking. So that did kind of give me a kick in the arse, I suppose. Of course,
0: yeah.
1: But even at that stage, I was thinking, like, I was thinking, I don't really care. Like, it's so bad to say that, but when you get to a stage where you are so malnourished like your whole brain your cognition everything is just shut off so like anything that you hear is just like you're just to it like it's literally and I think that's like why I think a lot of people think particularly with with anorexia that if someone gains weight then they're just fine but you gain the weight because you have to allow your brain to be able to process the rewiring just, work.
0: I was just so going to say there, like I would imagine yeah. like if you gained the weight without fixing the internal like, thing mm-hmm. in, in, let's say your brain, like you're probably just going to go back. It's go literally back your you're literally the exact same. That's just like putting yeah. a bandit on a fucking, I don't know, on a hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's literally not fixing it at all, isn't it?
1: Yeah. No, and I think probably important as well to say that like you definitely don't have to be underweight or really thin to oh, yeah. struggle with um an eating disorder or even with anorexia it's the 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 whole diagnostic criteria is very flawed I think like you have to reach a certain level of underweightness if that's even a word
0: that doesn't to... make much sense like really it doesn't it not because like no. a person so basically that's like saying right we're just going to let them get to this stage now then they have a then they have an eating disorder then they're anorexic whereas they could simply be on the way to that like couldn't they
1: and that was what happened to me as well like i went to my gp months before i was in hospital and i told like i i had lost my period at this stage i was still a healthy weight according to her but i was because my starting point i was i was like the higher end of weight, I would lost a lot of weight, but my starting point, I was much heavier. So like mm. I was still healthy when, when I went in, like yeah. according to my weight, but she said to me, no, you're fine. You're in the healthy range, nothing to worry about. But I was severely unwell at that stage. Like I was, my mind was, was all over the place. And it was, that really, really affected me because I was like, right. I need to just, lose way more weight to actually be seen and to actually be taken seriously because you're not like it's awful but people are not taken seriously mm. with like that kind of anorexic recovery kind of thing if you're not really underway and it's so wrong it's so bad yeah. um I don't know why they're still doing it like that is-
0: that's, yeah that, that is that is mad like and and it's coming from you as well like who you, you like so at this point you knew that there was some there was an issue like you knew yourself so were you you were wanting help nearly at this stage so were yeah. you so you I, were accepting there was there was an issue occurring
1: yeah so I went in with my mom and like my mom was even kind of like what the hell like she just did not do anything like you mm. just weighed me and told me my weight was fine, so I I couldn't, like, oh, I couldn't have an eating disorder if my weight is fine, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was the way it was. And I remember leaving that appointment, and I, I was so, I was so heartbroken, I was like, this was my chance now to just reach out to someone, and it was just shattered, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just escalated really badly after that. Um,
0: so f- from that, then Jenny, right? So So from that, then you had reached out for help because you realized something had to be done. So then after that, then did, did did that make, did that make it all worse? Yeah, like
1: rapidly worse. Like it was from then that I just became, I was, it was within, like within three months I was, like I had lost stones of weight. Like it was, it got really, really bad. I was going swimming every day and, and swimming for hours, like literally eating nothing. And my mind was, it was just, I was completely consumed by the anorexic thoughts. Like my whole day was, I didn't have any interest, didn't want to do anything. It was just, I need to be smaller, I need to be smaller. And like, it got to the point where I was like, like people would say to me, "What is your goal? Like, are you just going to keep going?" And like with anorexia, like you're never satisfied. Like it's it's nothing is ever enough
0: because you can't see the true picture realistically. Like you no. can't see it because you're again because that is not solved. Like you know the inner okay. the inner thoughts are not are not fixed. I suppose.
1: Yeah, and I think like it, I just I would have just kept going. Like I would have honestly kept going until. I died as awful as that sounds like it's that's how that's how terrifying this this mental illness is mm. and it actually is the mental illness with the highest mortality rate which is quite scary oh i was um, not aware of
0: that now to be totally no, honest
1: yeah yeah so like um a third it's it's like the statistics are a third of people will recover a third of people will stay stuck in it forever like in and out of recovery. In and out to get you,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and have, the, have the, other third,
1: the other third will will pass away. Like it's it's awful. um. But but there was a really, I remember a therapist I went to when I was in hospital who was absolutely phenomenal. I've never met anyone like him since. And he's actually, I think he's lecturing now in, in a college, which is fantastic because he can train mm. other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said to me, when I was, I was 14 at the time. And he said, if you um, decide to give recovery your full, like give it your all now, you have so, such a big chance of recovering because you're so young and because your brain is still forming and all those neurons are wiring. And mm-hmm. he was like, you can make a full recovery. If you wait 10 years, your chances really, really decrease. So I was like, right
0: was that the flick uh, of the switch
1: it was it was a huge one because I yeah. was like oh my god I do not want to be like this when I'm older like but just the fact that I kind of like my time was ticking and mm. my brain was forming and like that is a big part of it like you your brain once you are 25 or whatever like
0: yeah it's something it's around that. yeah
1: it's still possible to recover but it's much harder um, I
0: think it isn't it, if I'm not I don't know I'm stand to be correct you know but I think isn't it like something like 25 to 28 or something like that yeah I think it,
1: lads are much much later than things
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I <laughs> probably make, make sense maybe but uh and I, I, I but it's definitely it makes sense how it will be so much harder as you get into yeah. let's say your proper social years your more stressful years etc yeah. you know what I mean whereas Now you had maybe less going on that sounded like it was literally the only thing that was literally in your head, like you know,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: 100%. From that, then Jenny, right? So that kind of did flick a switch with you. So, were you in the mindset like you? I'd imagine now it could be could be wrong here, but I'd imagine you have to want to be helped with it as well, like would you? Because, like, let's say a person was reluctant, let's say a parent member was like, you, you you need to help, like. I don't know, would that would that help a person or does a person need to be helped? Honestly, want to be helped?
1: like, if you don't want to get, like, there is no changing someone's mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. If they're, in,
1: if they're deep in their eating disorder. I think you need to figure it out for yourself. And it's really painful. That's a really painful thing because if you're a parent or a, a sibling or something and looking at your, your sister or your daughter and and they're literally starving themselves to death. Like you, like, and you're just looking and watching it. Like they will not change. Like my family would literally be crying to me being like, you are breaking our hearts. And I was sitting there like a blank piece, like literally like a wall, just like,
0: there's nothing, nothing going in. Like
1: I was just like, like, that's fine. But I'm going to just keep, keep losing weight. And, I don't like it wasn't that I didn't care it was that I actually was literally it's like I felt possessed by this thing
0: yeah yeah it's the brain it's yeah. like you just can't you yeah. can't just like take like a switch if there's a mental illness there like
1: yeah and there is that kind of level you know if you're losing weight losing weight losing weight there was a point that it really got really bad so there was kind of that switch where mm. so I was able to kind of think a bit rationally but then the more weight I lost like Essentially, you lose mass on your brain. You lose mass...
0: I was just going to say a couple of You know things. what I mean? So yeah.
1: that, like, I was, like, not there. Mm-hmm. So that was... That's when it gets really difficult because, like, you're trying to feed a person who is literally, like, it's... it's And that's why a lot of people have to be, like, too fed and stuff, which is, is really yeah. sad. Um, to just get them above that level so that they can actually think like a little bit clearer um but yeah no I think for anyone who is like knows anyone with an eating disorder or is trying to help them like you can't change them they have to figure it out for themselves and it's really really hard but all you can do is is support them Mm -hmm. um and and just be there for them but they and obviously you know encouraging them to get help of
0: course absolutely yeah. yeah
1: but like you can't force someone to put food in their mouth or, will actually, to be honest, it does get to that
0: stage at times, but like, you know what I mean? Like, of course. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I get you, I get you. And like, that is so important as well for probably, the, again, this is, this the purpose of this is to just bring, I suppose, a little bit of awareness. It's not solving any problems, but it's to bring a bit of awareness because that's the, that can be very, very beneficial to people, like to just even yeah. have, I suppose, know what Goes on, maybe inside a person's head, who was maybe going through something like that. Like that's yeah. so important because I wasn't aware either of how, of how there's such a mental block with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the you're saying there, like no, no one is telling me any different, regardless of what yeah. they say to me. Like do you know. Yeah. So Jenny, sorry now again for so we're going. So you then were speaking to your therapist, okay? So well, did you get help then Jenny from from that?
1: So I was in hospital at the
0: time okay sorry okay yeah and
1: I was seeing him every week um and I was in there for like this was like week after two months of being in there not responding to treatment not eating being so like making plans of how I was going to lose weight when I left like completely not giving it okay. any like it was no everyone in there was just in my head wanted to make me fat and they were all wrong and I was just going to go in here and then when I leave I'll do it all again and like in my head I was thinking okay I just need to get to 18 and then when I'm 18 years old no one can make me come in here like that is so wrong thinking like that and then after I had that appointment with him I was like what am I doing like why am I doing like I'm literally wasting my life and I I just being going into like going into hospital and meeting so I was in a mental, like, it's like a child and adolescent mental health war. Where did
0: you be Jenny? Sorry, now, what age are you actually at this point? 14.
1: Yeah, so I was 14 and I spent, I think I spent, I went in in August 2016 and I came out before Christmas. And, like, it was the most difficult experience, but the most incredible experience in the same way. Yeah, sure. Like, so there there's there's fourteen beds in that ward and like everyone's under eighteen, so it's kind of between like as young as ten to up to seventeen. Um and you just I, the people I met in there, like I've never they're just the most incredible people. Like you, you get so close with everyone, like
0: I was just gonna say you could probably yeah. never ever ever probably relate to anyone like you're probably able to relate to them people they were literally the same person nearly to an extent probably like you know yeah
1: everyone in there is literally like having a crisis (laughs) we're all just in there together and it's like you just that that bond is just really really strong and I think yeah I just think like looking back on that like I think I was a different person leaving like I went Hmm. in there and when I left my whole like I learned so much about myself and I think going through something like you can read as much self-care and self-help books and development but like it just doesn't do it like going through something you're just you become such a different person after it and that's why I think when people do go through stuff it you just know when someone has gone through stuff if they're just a very kind of well-rounded, like, you know, I don't yeah, know how yeah, to yeah, describe yeah.
0: that. Has an understanding. You, like, yeah. you have an understanding now, like, for, and you now know that, like, everything isn't just black and white when yeah. it comes to nutrition and training, like, you know, and I think yeah. an awful lot of people do think things are just black and white because of yeah. they had no no um issues at all before, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. an awful lot of people are in that boat, and I think that is a little bit harmful, whereas I think looking even in through your social media, what I like is that you have such an open approach you're not mm-hmm. anyway one-sided at all yeah. you know what I mean. you didn't come out of that and just be like everyone just has to like literally just go completely like just totally intuitive eating completely yeah. one sided. you know what I mean you can yeah. l- look a person individually like you know what I mean And yeah. I think that's the difference and I think that is so so important you know yeah
1: yeah and I definitely ask,
0: what, sorry Jenny You go on again sorry no
1: I am um, I found that quite difficult at the at the beginning oh, I'd of
0: say my, that I'd say
1: that coaching because I thought I was terror like because obviously my past I had a real fear that like I was going to cause someone to have an eating of course and that's
0: only natural I'd imagine um
1: and it took me a long—I okay, say a long time—like it took me a few months to <laughs> just understand that.
0: Long time.
1: Not everyone is going to develop an eating disorder, and yeah. actually, it's a genetic predisposition as well. Yeah. So if okay. someone is going to develop an eating disorder, they're more than likely going to develop it, and it's not going to be obviously if you're doing something like putting someone on. 500 calories a day that's dramatic but I just had to remember that I am a very small minority of people and most people are not like me um and you know most people can enter a calorie deficit and are very very happy yeah you know so um that was difficult because and and I think it's quite an important thing to keep in mind with working with people because you know you, you just can't you can't put your past in other people. Um
0: that's key. Just,
1: yeah, just keeping a real open mind because different approaches will work for different people. Some people will never ever have any issues with entering a deficit, coming out of it, and things like that, but others will. And yeah. uh, I think I, I like to think I'm quite good at spotting the people that may have the issue with that.
0: Yeah, the little signs or signals yeah, yeah. like that's that's so, so important. Yeah. One actual real point I actually was kind of just wanting to know as well is like, so, you know, Jenny, like when you were getting treatment and that, mm-hmm. was there ever a point where it was like, I'm fixed? I'd imagine there wasn't. Was it ever like... Did it take a long time, even after treatment, for you? Like, you know, when you came out of treatment, were you ever still having the thoughts? Was it ever nearly going back the way, or what way is that? How how do you come out of it? Like, or or in treatment, what are the tools that they give? Obviously, they help you gain weight and that, but like, they obviously have to ha- have to talk to you as well in a, on a deep level. Yeah.
1: So, um, when I left hospital, I was still like very much unwell I was so much better I gained a, a lot of weight I was now at a healthier weight I guess how did you wasn't. deal
0: with that actually Jenny you know like obviously you I'd imagine you weren't wanting to gain weight like at the time uh, where you where you were at you know what I mean because obviously yeah. you were still going through it so like was where you just had you knew you had no choice but to, but to eat at that point is that the way that worked like
1: yeah, I kind of just had to say to myself, what is the alternative? It must like, have been
0: really hard though, like, would yeah.
1: mm. <laughs> Honestly, horrific. Like, uh-huh. absolutely chronic. Like, I can't even explain the... It's like literally so traumatic. And, and because you're eating, you're, you're... We had like five mealtimes and every single mealtime was just so exhausting and so upsetting and like you could not leave that room until you ate it and then you would be watched after so you'd have to sit down and they would watch you so that you could like you weren't allowed to go to the bathroom or anything or like I would just be sitting there and I'd be physically feeling the food going onto my body that's how I would think and it was just it was it's it's the most painful experience like I can't like it's so so difficult it is literally like it's it like your biggest fear is eating it's like throwing someone who's terrified of heights just off the top of a building five times a day you know
0: to what an, I was going to give an analogy like that I'd imagine it's nearly like as you said they're throwing someone off or putting someone into water or something who they such a fear of and like I don't think people have any idea like people looking in listening are probably like how is that even possible I suppose yeah. like, because food is everything now like for for everyone do you know what I mean at yeah. the fact that it's just, isn't it crazy, like, how you were so afraid of that, like, that just shows the strength of that, like, you know?
1: Yeah, it's terrifying how strong it can get, and, um, I, yeah, it was just, it was just so difficult, like, I, I, I don't think people realize how difficult it actually is to recover, Mm, like, it's, this isn't, like, a bit of disordered eating, like, this is a complete, you're completely brainwashed, like, it's, But it is, yeah, it's, it's just about like, God, I don't think I'd be where I am if I wasn't, if I didn't go into the hospital, because if it was my mom telling me to eat, I would have just been like, no, but like you're there and there's doctors sitting beside you and like, they're like 50 year old men. You're not going to be like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So then I left hospital and that was kind of, that was the beginning really of my recovery Mm. because I had to go. I I missed obviously a lot of school yeah so I slowly started going back to school doing half days like to be honest I basically only did first year and sixth year like I missed so much school it's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous um but um yeah I suppose I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of people if you like who are unwell and are missing school like it's not the end of the world you're in college
0: now you you're in the middle of a degree you know what i mean like it's not the end of the world your health is far 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 more important and that's a fact you know yeah um like i think that kind of part where you had come out of recovery and where you're suppose as you said you were probably only really starting your journey i think that is probably to be honest the most important part for for people actually understand as well of how difficult it must be for the switch to actually trip, like, you know, or the switch track. I always get that one mixed up. <laughs> the switch <laughs> to actually trip, you know. Um. Yeah. so geez, fair play. Like, that's just, that's unbelievable. So you, Jenny, then, like, I suppose, going forward, you just, you worked and you obviously had good days, bad days, and it wasn't all playing sailing, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I... Yeah, it it has been a long, long road. Mm. Um, I think it's probably important for me to mention that I did not look at the gym or touch
0: yeah, a to form that.
1: of exercise for years. Like
0: Did you not? No.
1: No. It was so, it was very, it was a really, really unhealthy thing during my eating disorder. So I completely just cut out, like nothing from probably for about, at least three years, I four years, to be honest. I did no intentional exercise. I just went about my life and ate. And it was the best thing I could have done because I, I realized that I was fine. I wasn't going to just, like, I, I was okay if I wasn't working out. Yeah. I didn't need to earn food. I had to do that. And I think, you know, if people look at me now, like I have a couple of friends who I was in hospital with who are sadly still really unwell. and like they would look at me and think maybe i should get into the gym and i'm like no you need to like go and recover first because i think if someone is listening to this and they're like oh you know jenny was that has had anorexia and now she's into the gym she lifts weights and it's like yeah but like i didn't do that for so long and i gained like when i left hospital i was in in clinical terms healthy but I gained a lot more weight after that and I gained more weight I I, to be honest now I'm lighter than I was when I was in like the middle of my recovery I gained a lot of weight in my recovery because I I had to just I was so hungry and I, I, was I had gonna to say, to
0: did it. you notice a big spike in hunger hunger levels I'd imagine like your hunger hormone was absolutely through oh the roof like
1: my God there is no describing it so when I was like when I first went into hospital my hunger was completely switched off because like I was just so like just like this shell of a human yeah, yeah, yeah. working um so I was not hungry once I started eating I was like I, I can I will never be able to explain I could eat there was days I ate 10,000 calories in a day and I am not messing and I was not full physically my stomach was literally I looked nine months pregnant but I just wanted to keep eating and people would say oh that's binging but it's it's the response to this severe starvation like this yeah. is not being a little bit hungry like this is a complete like neurological like central nervous system response. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not something that so I, I spent months and months and months eating, 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 and I needed to do that. And and I gained a lot of weight. Um and it was terrifying.
0: Yeah. Um, this and, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I went from this severely like malnourished person to like I think I was I was almost 30 kilos heavier when I was like from my lowest to my highest weight. Yeah. And then when I found a place where I was eating, you know, to my, to my hunger and listening to my body and some people might think I was eating unhealthy or whatever, but I, I needed to do that to rewire everything. If I wanted to have two ice creams after my dinner, I had them because, you know, this is just, and that's why it's, it's so, it, it it can be hard then coaching people who are like in a deficit because it's it contradicts me in yeah. a way, but then I'm like, they're not me and you have to
0: refer back to yeah. it's different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I slowly then my weight, I kind of I suppose I kind of I wouldn't say overshot my weight because I don't think hmm. I think I needed to reach that that part of it. I definitely to fully allow my body to trust me again. I needed to to gain that amount of weight, and it was the best thing I ever did because that was my new normal now, and I was no longer identifying as this really underweight person. So I think my body needed to gain all that weight and that body fat to just regulate. And like my period eventually came back; it was gone for years. Like
0: going to say that would must have been a part of it, I'd imagine. Yeah. Was it?
1: And, and still now I'm very, I'm aware, I'm like, I'm very hypersensitive to losing my period. Um, so yes. I need to be really mindful of that because I think, you know, if, if your body, it, it remembers obviously these things. So like, if I go, if you, if I have quite a stressful month of just in life or training is really intense, my period could be a bit late or something like that. And I have to be really mindful of that. Because obviously now the food isn't my number one focus. There are going to be days where I might not eat enough. Or... Of
0: course, yeah, yeah. No, so. That's just accidental nearly like, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I'm going in. No, circles. you're not. This, this,
0: honestly, Jenny, like this has been an unbelievable story, I must say. Like, and it's just, I think it's, I think it's so important just to bring, yeah. just to bring that little bit of awareness. You know what I mean? That everyone, it's, it, that it's, it's, it, it is a mental illness. Like, and it needs yeah. to be properly dealt with, I suppose. You know what yeah. I mean? And like I think people who maybe are going through a tough time, um, I think will be able to relate to you. You know what I mean. And it's it's always good to to have someone to I suppose look up to, and just just more so even to know that someone else went through that. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And that, as you said there, you would like a lot of the time people would think that, oh, I'll just go to the gym. I'll fall over the gym and that. But if a person is in that mindset, like these. Mm-hmm worst thing that they could possibly do because yeah. it's the obsession then we'll go towards that then and it'll yeah. just be over 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 exercising like you know
1: yeah I think for like at the end of it's so contradicting for me to say this but the end of the day the gym is not the, the be all and end all mm. it really is not and I think you know especially if you're you're struggling yourself and you're looking at everyone online being in the gym like it's like, this is probably just a hype at the moment of everyone posting and everyone, mm. you know, you need to be happy and healthy. And and if that means that you dance in your sitting room or you go, yeah, yeah. I don't know, you swim or whatever it is, like, the gym is not the only thing you have to do. Um, and another thing I will say is, like, no matter how stuck someone feels in their eating disorder, because I was convinced that this was my life like that was it i just want to tell people that like it can get like no matter how wrapped up in it you are it can change the brain is amazing and you can retrain it like you can overcome it um but it's just very very hard but everyone has the ability to fully recover like it's it's possible for absolutely everyone you just have to Give it your all, I suppose.
0: With correct correct professional help and that, like it's so yeah. important, isn't it? Like it's it's yeah. so so important You yeah. have to try it on your own, like you know. Um, so just going forward there, Jenny. Like, I suppose now you're a coach, it's it's mad, like the transition you've met is absolutely unbelievable. I'd imagine now your relationship with food is really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd say all of that is good. You've gone through phases of actually cutting down, you've yeah. actually gone through deficits, you've gone through you have you gone through a, like a bulking period yeah advantage?
1: I did last I did for about six months last year which was actually great really really good for me as well
0: I was gonna say definitely yeah. would you I, I suppose nowadays an awful lot of females are afraid to put on a little bit of body fat and I think yeah. uh, I don't know maybe I, I stand to be corrected like but I think it is maybe the stigma of yeah. maybe social media and that that a female is just just meant to have a tiny body and that like yeah. you know, yeah there is like social media is a false perception of what a true person is and that's the reality of the situation yeah like people don't like how important was going through a phase of like a a control kind of like gaining phase building muscle getting stronger how good was that for your for your head as well like it
1: was very good for me it was it was very scary at the beginning because it was the first time I had like on like I was putting on weight for the first time since like kind of my recovery. So it was yeah. kind of difficult at the beginning. And I was like, you know, it kind of brought me back a little bit, but it was brilliant for me. Um, Like honestly, to anyone who's like any girl who's kind of stuck in a, in a deficit or like isn't progressing in training, it's the best thing to do. And you become so much less, like, you're, like food is just not a focus. Like training is so much better. You know, you you kind of realize that actually gaining some weight, it's it's not. You don't even notice it really. Like the because scales are going up. Like you feel so good that you just don't really care. Um, it's not like you're sitting on the couch and and just eating Chinese every night and controlled. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and you're healthy because you're fueling yourself well, good quality food. Yeah, you're seeing your lifts go up. You're feeling yeah. stronger, more energized. Like there's so many benefits. Like and to just it's it's just always i think and i noticed it so much like a female is always i want to get toned i want to get yeah. leaner 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 like your quality of life obviously there's there's a comfortable prime you can be lean and, and good and healthy like you know but people just always want to go to that little little bit extra all the time you know yeah. and i think it's so important for females to actually make sure they are giving themselves enough food obviously some females will go through a period of dropping body fat that's completely fine mm-hmm. but then it's not to stay on them t- on, on them calories you know what i mean yeah. it's really important to to bring them up and focus on getting stronger getting yeah. your performance improving i think having performance goal for a person is actually really beneficial like isn't it in, in the gym and that would you agree
1: 100 i think that I actually think it's the healthiest place to be. And like a lot of my clients will say to me, like, you know, we, I have a thing on my, my check-in sheet and they might like, it's like, how was your body image or, and they're kind of like, I haven't really thought about it. I'm just like loving the gym. And I'm like, that is the best place to be, not to be hyper-focused, even if it's positive, even if you are really positive about your body, I would rather be neutral and kind of just be content yeah Because what happens if it changes what happens if you break your leg and you can't train anymore like yeah is all your your worth going to be just gone do you know That's the um thing. performance goals are really really good
0: um, i think what's really important there as well jenny is that you're you're just neutral there right and then mm-hmm. i think nowadays as well it's it's as i said people are going to complete extremes like some if a person wanted to drop body fat just because maybe, like for example, I'm going to take myself as an example. Mm-hmm. I obviously spent the summer in America. There had the crack, you know what I mean. Put on <laughs> a few pound here and there, you know what I mean. So that was grand. Yeah. So I came home. I was not comfortable with myself. Yeah. That was completely fine. So I just said, right, I want to drop out of body fat. But yeah. I think some people are, it, it's some people are saying, no, you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't want to drop body fat at all. You know, if it, like I wasn't comfortable with myself, I want to just chip away a few kg gone. But then it's all about knowing where to draw the line in that you yeah. know what I mean and yeah, uh, yeah. everyone it, it's just so important to be aware of like what is comfortable for you and that you know
1: yeah no that's so true and it's so it's it's something I'm seeing so much now is like people are nearly instigating that you're a bad person if you want to yeah. drop body fat and it's like it, it's that's just not the case everyone is so different like so different like it could be really wrong for someone else. Like, but it's exactly. like, like tracking, like tracking could be awful for someone else, but it's Fact. so good for other people. But yeah, this idea that you're a terrible person and you shouldn't want to ever lose body fat. Like, that's just really not right. No. Like, because I know myself, even like some of my, my friends that may want to lose body fat, like I mm. know that their mindset is so healthy about it. They're yeah. like, it's not... They're hyperful, like they're kind of just like, I want to lose a bit of body fat, but if they go over their calories, it's not like they're, they're like, not,
0: oh, mess we'll out, like yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas and, for for someone else, like if it's like really rigid, that's a bit different, you course. know. Like, but I just think you you can't. Everyone is so different, yeah. and I think you know that it's it's not the action in itself that's the problem; it's the thought processes the behind thought them. Process. Fact. So, Fact. yeah. No, exactly. I
0: think I genuinely think that's brilliant because like the fact that you were able to come out of all of this and mm-hmm. have that thought process itself to recognize yeah. that, okay, take a step back. This person hasn't gone through the things I've gone through. This person, if he want if this person wants to drop body fat, they're probably going to be completely fine, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that's actually class that that, yeah. that you have got to that point in fair play, like because it's yeah certainly not easy it's certainly not easy and it's probably it's definitely benefited your coaching as well like you know to be able to know right when to push this person when to not push this person see maybe these signs or signals to ease off fat last right draw the line you know what i mean
1: yeah it's very i definitely it's like i've done this like most incredible course or something that i i'm i am definitely i like to think i am very good at knowing when to draw the line with fat loss yeah. or when someone just needs a bit of a
0: kick off the arse. Like, you know. Exactly. Because um, that's there as well. That's yeah. there as well. hundred percent that's there but as well. But it is hard
1: for, it's definitely hard. I can imagine it's very hard for coaches to to, to know when someone is actually being a bit disordered. Like that's mm. how you meant to know that, you know, especially right. if you have often struggled yourself. But I think because now I'm in a really good place with all of that, I've kind of lived the disordered life and now I'm living... A quote-unquote normal person's life. So now I'm able to think like in the past I would have thought no one can ever want to lose weight without hating themselves. But now, like I've you know lost weight without hating myself, so I'm like, oh, you know, exactly. I've, I've kind yeah. of seen both sides now. So I'm aware that there's not everyone thinks the anorexic way. You know?
0: exactly. No, <laughs> I that get.
1: To be my that used to be my only my only view uh-huh. on things um yeah
0: no i get you jenny i get you and like as well as you said there it's it's looking to see right who is the individual but like for example let's say myself who like i i wouldn't say like i obviously didn't have an eating disorder or anything like that but i had disordered eating habits is the way i put it and um like i would even the group there like in the community like i would say to people like one of the weekly challenges was like going for a meal out enjoy the meal out you yeah. know what I mean I think them things are really really important So important for person yeah. to understand that you overeat some like overeat is not the same as binge eating you know yeah. what I mean be all overeat that's yeah. the reality of it at certain times social events etc. Yeah. but nothing is ever re- done by a couple of days of maybe having the extra little bit of food yeah. it's all yeah. known where to find that little bit of balance you know what yeah. I mean and again
1: like it's it's just that it's the thoughts behind it. Like, Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You could have two people who sit down and eat 3,000 calories in one
0: bowl. Sorry, I'm sorry, water. <laughs> The water went down the wrong thing. Sorry. You're all right. Yeah, sound, sound.
1: Um, but, you know, you could have two people who sit down and eat the exact same thing. They both eat 3,000 calories in one sitting. One of them is laughing away because yeah. they're, they're enjoying it with friends and they're kind of like, oh, Jesus, like, it shouldn't have done that and whatever. And the other person is in their room in the corner and having a breakdown like yeah it's nothing to do with what it's the complete thought process behind it and it's the same with anything it's the same with training it's the same with literally getting your steps in it's the same with tracking your food like if your mind is going crazy at these things and you're really unhappy like that's disordered but Mm. the the behavior in itself is not disordered i think that's really important for people to to know because a lot of people say to me i don't want to start tracking my calories because i don't want to get an eating disorder and i'm like
0: it doesn't just create it like like, that's
1: just not how it works
0: but that's social media again jenny that's maybe a person who went through maybe something like you went through and now is in the mindset that everyone is is the same way so tracking calories a calorie deficit no one should ever uh, no one should ever go into calorie deficit that's probably the most ridiculous statement in the whole world because some people will benefit them benefit their health from going into it for yeah. a period of time that's yeah, just the yeah. reality of it you know yeah so it's just uh yeah it's yeah.
1: and like another example of this which i always say to my clients is like i have a kind of a nutrition adherence thing so like people yeah. rate how well they think their nutrition went mm. but for one person like a 10 out of 10 nutrition adherence oh. would be going out and having a pizza and getting an ice cream and just enjoying the moment. Whereas for another person, it could be saying no to the pizza and just cooking their own food. Like, I think there's just, again, everyone's so different. So like saying no to a takeaway for me in the past would have been very disordered because I would have been like, I can't have it. I'm going to gain weight. But now it's like, actually, I should probably just cook my own food because that's, that's you know, like harm. it's, it's was, completely different.
0: I was going to say there is no harm in a person saying no to a takeaway and yeah. cooking their own food. Like, someone will say, Oh, that's so obsessive. But if it's correct, if it's the thought process behind it is yeah. correct, like that, that's just like for me now, right? I'm dropping body fat at the moment, say. So yeah. I will say no to takeaway maybe more than usual. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I know, right? I have a goal to kind of hit here. I'm going to hit it. Happy days. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if I had that takeaway, I'd be like, okay, I had it, Grant, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. think that's so, so, so important, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about what is behind it, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, so Jenny, like, what's the story, I, I personally, to be honest, that was, that was absolutely brilliant, like, the the whole journey has been unbelievable, I think people will benefit from that, just to help bring a little bit of awareness, even to it, you know what I mean, yeah, um, I suppose, Jenny, what is the story going forward, I suppose, with your, with yourself, you're in college, and you're coaching, you're,
1: busy <laughs> yeah i'm very busy um I'm here. So, yes i'm in final yeah. year um i'm actually it's funny i'm on placement in cams at the moment which is a child and adolescent mental health service oh so, stop. yeah so oh. i actually attended that myself oh
0: my god <laughs> and now
1: i'm in there and i'm like oh my god um so yeah so i'm on play- like it's it's crazy it's honestly mad to think i was the so person. you're seeing
0: all of it now yeah Oh
1: my God. And there's actually like an inpatient unit next door. It was not the one I was in, but it's a different one. Um, so I'm literally like looking at my younger self and I'm like, this is crazy. I've done a complete, I don't know, is it 180 or 360? Um, I think 360 means you got back to where you were. Oh yeah, yeah, no, we're going 180. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's very, it kind of really makes me grateful for how far I have come. um it kind of gives me also it makes me want to go on and become like a clinical psychologist now and I think I'm in the wrong degree which is fine
0: I'm not going to stress about it there's always another avenue
1: um but yeah so in my final year will be finished in May um probably will do like online coaching for a while and just really get that up and going and kind of I definitely want to start to do more I suppose inner like how do I even explain it like work with people more on their mindset as opposed to like the training as well on the side but definitely more of a kind of whole round well-rounded approach Mm -hmm. um that's something I I kind of want to do but um yeah, that's, I don't think I have anything else exciting no. coming up. That's pretty much everything.
0: Deadly stuff. And where, Thank. firstly, thanks a million for coming on. And I suppose where can people find your work there? What is the, the crack there?
1: So but my where? name <laughs> on Instagram is Jenny P underscore fish, I think, which is so I'll
0: pretty. put it in the show notes Anna. Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah,
1: oh my God, I want to change it so badly, but that's my name anyway. And I'm just, you know, embracing my, my, through true authentic self um but yeah that's my instagram i don't have any oh i have a tiktok um i haven't posted on in a while i think i think my name is jenny underscore percy um (laughs) and i'm i may be starting up my own podcast in the next few weeks so we will see um but yeah that's that's something that's there as well but i just want to say i'm sorry for being so all over the place no that
0: was brilliant honestly that was that was brilliant and people will get as I said, take a lot from it. Like it's not, yeah. I always find telling a big, long story. Like it's, you, you have to go back and forth. Yeah. You can't just say it straight from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? It doesn't just yeah. go completely linear. You know, you have yeah, to go yeah, back. Yeah. No, I think people will get an awful lot of, um. as I said, they'll benefit a lot from that. Absolutely. And thanks, you for coming on.
1: No yeah. bother. Thank you so much, Evan.
0: No worries at all. No worries at all. We'll chat you later.